What good happened in 2021? For a year is turbulent, filled with uncertainty and just, ugh, like this, it almost sounds like a controversial question to ask, but because of that, I think it's, first of all, interesting, and second of all, it's a good one to ask because that's exactly the question I asked, what could happen in 2020, for my very first podcast episode, like the first episode of this podcast that came out almost exactly a year ago. So I thought, you know what, if I was able to see something positive in 2020, I can surely find something good that happened in 2021. So what I did, I chose three different topics. I'm not saying these are the only good things that happened in 2021, of course. These are just the things that I chose and I wanted to present to you with a little bit of enthusiasm, let's say. So I will talk about Latin America, two different topics that relate to Latin America, and a certain celebrity whose, I would say, really incredibly brave action was so inspiring and it meant so much more than just the action itself. So I hope you stick around. I hope you're interested to know what these, hey, positive, what, things are. And let me begin. So the first good thing that happened in 2021, according to me, yes, was that Barbados, a small country in the Caribbean, became a republic by saying no to having the Queen of England as their head of state. As an ex-colony, Barbados has sort of kept it, kept uh, its allegiance, let's say, or alliance with uh, the United Kingdom, and they kept the Queen of England as their head of state. And in 2021, on November 30th, the Queen was not the head of state anymore, and Sandra Mason, who used to be the Governor General, so she was the Queen's representative, so to speak, in Barbados, she actually became the President. She is now the new head of state. And this is very significant. Like, why is this good news? I'll tell you why in a moment, but before I do that, I wanted to quickly explain what that actually means, like what is a head of state and who can be the head of state in different systems. Because the second part, why significant, I think you might guess, but I wanted to go a bit more deep into political science, not that deeply really, just to explain what that actually means. So basically, countries can have, well, various systems, yes, but there's a difference between the head of state and the head of government. And you might have heard both of these concepts, hopefully you have. So the head of government is the head of the executive branch. I'm going to take a step backwards now and say that we can say that every country has three branches of where power lies. So we have the courts, which is the judicial branch. Then you have the parliament, where laws are passed, which is the legislative branch or legislative, depending on how you pronounce it. So judiciary, legislative, and then executive, the executive branch. So ministers, the cabinet. So they don't really pass laws, they execute the laws, hence executive. So the head of the executive branch is usually the prime minister. So that's the head of government. And then, who is the head of state, you might ask? Well, that depends on the political system that the country has. 
So if it's only a parliamentary system, there's no president, there's no monarch, then the head of government, prime minister, is also the head of state. The head of state is the person who sort of represents the country in various conferences and in international affairs, let's say, in general. And it's very much this international representative. If there is a president and if there is still a prime minister, so it's a mixed system, semi-presidential system, then the same thing. Then the prime minister still is the head of government and the president then is the head of state. The same goes if there's a monarch. The prime minister, head of government, the monarch then is the head of state. If it's a presidential system, that means that there is no prime minister that the president is both head of state and head of government. So you might think of the states, right? You never hear about the prime minister of the states. <laughs> it's all about the president. So the president is both head of government and head of state. And in the U.S., the president has more powers. And in general, presidents can have veto powers, right? So it's not like a powerless position. So in Barbados' case, what that means is that, yes, they had a prime minister before and still has this cool lady. And... She is the head of government, but now it's not the queen that is the head of state, but once again, Sandra Mason, she's the president now. So on the ground, you might think, okay, so, so it's really prime minister that is the head of government, it's a parliamentary system, then the head of state doesn't have that much power, it's very much the representative sort of position, then why is this thing significant, you might ask? Why is this this good thing that happened in 2021? And the answer is actually very simple. Colonialism. Yes, yes, indeed. To see any country move away from its painful, horrible, hey, slavery, right? Exploitation, genocides that kind of past to bring the statues down, like Barbados is also doing, to change their political systems, to change, in some cases, their constitution, for example. No, it's not the same thing, right? But Chile is finally changing its constitution now, not from colonial times, but from the dictatorship times, for example, right? Still, things like that. Obviously, what we're seeing in the States, all the racial reckoning, finally, statues going down. But the same in other countries, to see any country with a colonial past cutting ties with the oppressors, with the abusers, with the people who were exploiting the land, and not necessarily cutting ties like we cut the trade, like we cut cultural um, exchanges that we're having. No, actually, Barbados even had, I believe, some members of the royal family in the inauguration of their president. So it doesn't have to be somehow economically, you know, horrible for the country. But these symbolic gestures, yes, this is how countries revise their history. This is how they move forward. Yeah, not to have statues of freaking slave owners and slave traders in their cities. If not now, when? Like, we know the history. We know what happened. It's not a mystery. It's not a secret. When will that reckoning happen? Oh, but it makes certain people uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, of course it does. So well done, Barbados. A seemingly small thing, but very meaningful. 
something that should be celebrated indeed, as it has been. So well done, Barbados, and thank you for making 2021 just a little bit better. Another series of events that I would call something good that happened in 2021 is, well, a series of elections in Latin America. I know that in my previous episode, by previous I mean a year ago, I talked about Bolivia and how Bolivia held elections and Evo Morales was able to come back to Bolivia after a military coup that had happened in 2019. And I was saying that any elections in Latin America that are actually free and fair and they're not followed by a military coup, usually historically right-wing, supported by the states, is something worth celebrating. And that's exactly what we have, or what we had, in 2021. Because we had elections in various countries, presidential elections, local elections, so elections of different, uh, let's say, levels or administrative units. So we had a victory of uh, Pedro Castillo in Peru, who is a left-leaning, yes, president now. In Chile, we had the victory of Gabriel Boric, Boric, who is the youngest president that Chile has ever had. He's only 35, which makes me think, could I be a president in two years? No, I could not. Anyway, he won against a, we can say, right-wing or extreme right-wing candidate, kind of Pinochet sympathizer and very much on the right, very conservative. So what uh, Gabriel Boric represents is that new Chile, the new Chile that is, as I mentioned earlier in the same episode, rewriting its constitution, a Chile that really wants to move away from its dictatorship past and having this, once again, young man represent its people It seems promising, but so we'll see what happens, obviously. And as another example, we had elections in Honduras, where Xiomara Castro uh, won the presidential elections uh, last year, and she is the wife, actually, of the previously ousted Honduran president Manuel Zelaya, who was ousted by a, once again, right-wing military coup. That's why when I said historically we had a lot of those in Latin America, yeah, including something not that long ago in 2009. So we can see that democracy returned to Honduras in 2021 after once again 12 years of this post-coup uh, rule, coup government. And interestingly, Honduras is a presidential republic. So everything I was telling you in my previous section on Barbados, yeah, it's more relevant now because what it means a presidential republic is that a country doesn't have a prime minister and the president is both the head of state and the head of government. So the president does have a lot of power. So once again, it's Xiomara Castro who's the president now and she's been promising a return to true democracy, a return to taking care of people's needs, people who have been fleeting the country, right? There's been a lot of immigration from Honduras because of various social issues and security concerns to the U.S. So there's a lot for uh, Castro to solve, really, a lot to address. And one more thing that I see as one of the most beautiful things, really, of 2021 is actually something that happened at the very end of 2020, I have to admit, 
and that is the coming out of, uh, well, Elliot Page, previously known as Ellen Page, as a trans man. So we might know Ellen Page from, from movies like Juno, Inception, oh my god, what a movie, Inception, right? Um, the Umbrella Academy and other products, of course. And so Elliot came out as trans uh, in December of 2020, but then appeared on the cover of Time magazine uh, in April of 2021. And he had this really beautiful interview with Oprah in also April 2021. So a big chunk of 2021, we saw more of Elliot and his interviews and um, various remarks on social media. And uh, why I see that as one of the best things of 2021, the reason is very simple, because we always need that visibility, we always need that representation, we always need people who know that they are in a privileged position already, and they have the platform, and they actually choose to use it, and they do the thing that is, I cannot even imagine how hard it is, but they do that thing, they talk about it, and they give that visibility to so many people who don't have it. So I see it as a beautiful move, as a brave move, and we need more actions like that. We need more people like that. And I do have an episode that I released uh, many months ago now on why we need pride. And I talk about I talk about these uh, really sad reasons why we need pride, right? Why we need pride events, why we need more visibility to the LGBTQ community. And one of the reasons that I talk about is violence. And we know that violence, especially against trans people, is or has been on the rise in various countries. It's very concerning. And as I say in my episode, just because it's not a problem for you, maybe, it doesn't mean that it's not urgent and that we don't need people who speak out against it. So just well done to Elliot Page. And not just Elliot Page, obviously, an organization that works to advance, really, to, to promote, let's say, LGBTQ rights and visibility, political representation. It's not just, obviously, one celebrity <laughs> that does that. But cheers and, and thank you, because it's always needed. There's so much progress needed in so many regions. We're so far away from any kind of proper true acceptance and inclusion and equality that any step should be celebrated so thank you for celebrating these successes or these different kinds of progress as summarized by me of 2021 i know that there's so many fucked up things happening right now that i want to record my episodes on so for that reason thank you even more for listening to this episode on 2021 and I do hope that you stick around with me with my episodes in 2022 as well so thank you again and I'll see you soon